This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 251. Hey there, Veg Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and yes, even those of you who are merely veg curious to share tips for living a healthier plant-based lifestyle. I'm one of your hosts, Vicki. And this is Larissa. Now, today's episode is not exactly about, we've done a few about food and eating, and this is kind of there, but really, this is more related to a topic that has to do with our planet and saving our planet. So there are some some of those too. We've done, yeah, there's some of those in there too. (laughs) Um, Now, we know that our community is comprised of folks that are not only interested in making themselves healthier, but also they're interested in keeping our planet healthy. So this is kind of why we're taking this topic turn today. Uh, Every few episodes, we like to talk about a topic that may not be linked directly to a plant-based lifestyle, but focuses on other topics such as today's. In this episode of our podcast, we're going to be discussing palm oil. We'll discuss what it is, how its production is damaging our planet, and give you some ways that you can help to stop this. This episode was requested by Peas and Carrots member, what up, Peas and Carrots? <laughs> Amelia Timbers. Thank you so much for your request. I Every now and then, I like to go out to our uh, uh, Peas and Carrots page on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash vegetarian zen and ask, hey, what do you guys want to know more about? Because we love to research topics and uh, we got a whole, I usually get 20, 30 responses to (laughs) those types of posts. And this was one I thought it was really good because you know what? I didn't know that much about palm oil. So uh, today you are going to learn about why it is so bad for our planet. All right. But before we get into that, Yay! We have a new iTunes ratings. Awesome. Yay! Oh, right. Rating. You know, and I just want to add to, we are, this one was from February 16th. We usually just like to read one per episode because we don't want like a whole slew of them. But, uh, so we're a little bit behind. So if you've left us a rating after this date, please know we're getting to yours. So, That's a um, good point. Yeah. Yeah. So I just want to let you guys know. All right. So this uh, review is from Harley89 in Canada, our neighbors to the north. And Harley uh, says, great show. I love this show so much. I was a vegetarian when I was younger, but did it all the wrong ways so it didn't last. When I decided to go back to a vegetarian diet, I did it slow and steady in order for the change to be sustainable. This show has helped me experiment with food, which is key for a delicious and nutritious vegetarian diet. A welcome place for everyone, including the veg curious. I love their humor and their personal touch on everything they talk about. Much love from Northern Canada. Awesome. Where it's probably still really cold right now. And where I want to visit someday. I really would love to visit Canada, just not when it's quite as cold. <laughs> yeah, I'm only, I've only ever been to Toronto, and that was in high school. So uh, yeah, I have not been ago. over that border. But it was but really, really to. nice. I liked it. All right. Uh, and then this episode of our Vegetarian Zen podcast is brought to you by our Golden Apple Roundtable. Who are the mem- members of the Golden Apple Roundtable? They are the folks who help ensure that the lights stay on here at Vegetarians. And we've been podcasting now for five, going on five years mm-hmm. every week, except only missing one. And we got close to missing one. <laughs> I got to tell you guys. Uh, so this is a really good tie-in, actually. We had a piece of equipment break. 
right before Larissa's been sick. And so we're a little bit behind on our recording, even though we're releasing on time, we like to be ahead. So ahead is on time for us. We're at least a couple of weeks just to give us some leeway in case an emergency pops up, like one of us gets sick, which happened. And we went to record yesterday. And guess what? One of our pieces of equipment failed and we (laughs) needed to replace it. Uh, So we quickly ordered that replacement on Amazon and were able to get that to us. And the reason we were able to do that, because we get support from these folks Mm -hmm. of the Golden Apple Roundtable who help us keep the lights on. This is the kind of thing that that they how they help to support the show. So I talked a little bit about Patreon. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it easy for artists and creators to get support from their fans, followers, and community members. And many people don't realize that there are costs outside of even the equipment, like media hosting on a monthly basis, that it takes to run a successful podcast. So we do incur the, those costs, and any monetary support we receive through our Patreon supporters, the Golden Apple Roundtable, goes directly back into the cost of producing the podcast and keeping it going. We also do all of our own editing in-house. No, and no, no, no. We don't do it. You do it. Oh, <laughs> she, she's an amazing editor. <laughs> me, not so much. Producer, whatever. It's the it's the musician in me. I love doing that stuff, anyways. But uh, yeah, so um, you know, we do that in house, and that does take us some time. So if you go to patreon.com forward slash vegetarian zen, you will see a video of Larissa and I, and we are talking about the mission of vegetarian zen. Which, by the way, we're going to be revisiting that again in a very Maybe the next episode, Mm -hmm. the next podcast episode, because we have been doing this for a while. And you will see a video from us talking about the vegetarian Zen mission. And then on the right hand side, you will see some support levels everywhere from or anywhere from a dollar a month to $50 a month. And certain member, certain, I'm sorry, certain uh, levels of our sponsorship We'll qualify you to receive some vegetarian Zen swag as well, which includes such a funny bumper word. sticker, t-shirt, grocery bag, grocery bag, that kind of thing. So, if you are so inclined, we would greatly appreciate you heading out to patreon.com forward slash vegetarian Zen. And if you're not interested in contributing on a monthly basis, no problem. I get it. Sometimes our expenses are varied, and you're not comfortable with committing to a monthly support. Totally cool. If you head out to our website at vegetarianzen.com, you will see a button. I think it's on. Where is it? It's on the. It's on the right hand side. On the right hand side. Sidebar. And it says buy us a juice, and this is for a one-time uh, monetary contribution. So we greatly appreciate that. I also wanted to announce that we are so grateful to have a new member of our Golden Apple Roundtable. That is Susan Peters, who is contributing at $3 a month level. Is that the awesome avocado? Or is that the rutabaga rock star? I don't remember. I don't recall. It's <laughs> at the can, $3. So we get, have yeah, I get thing, them all confused. Cute little, uh, cute little names for them too. <laughs> and, and drawings. Vicky did all the drawings. So... All right. Are we ready to get into the main topic? We sure are. Okay. So this was really interesting. As I mentioned, when I got this, I got a bunch of requests for topics to look into. This one really piqued my interest because I never really thought about palm oil, particularly because I I believe she left a comment saying how bad it is for the planet. Mm. So I thought this really piqued my interest. And, you know, sometimes you don't even think about things like that. I mean, 
there are obvious ones that you kind of hear more about, like factory farming and how bad that is for the planet and, uh, you know, uh, chemical runoff from fertilizers and all that stuff. But things like this, a lot of times you don't even think of. Mm -mm. And it's not one of the things that necessarily stands out to you when you're looking through ingredients, Mm -hmm. right? So there's certain things such as high fructose corn syrup Mm -hmm. and things like that that pop out, but not necessarily this. So what is palm oil? Now, most people have not thought a a lot about it, like we said we, there's other things, trans fats and that sort of thing that Get pop out. Get more attention, yeah. yeah. This was very surprising. About 50% of the items you use on a daily basis have palm oil. Hmm. So, so this goes from bread, biscuits, shampoo, chocolate, makeup, hmm. toothpaste, detergent. All of these things contain palm oil. Right. So palm oil, now it's made from the fruit of the oil palm tree oil palm so i guess Mm -hmm. that's a type of palm Mm -hmm. and uh it's one of the most widely produced edible fats in the world Uh, and the reason for that the reason it's used so much one of the reasons is that it helps to extend the shelf life of uh, um, products that's right so the oil palm yields two types of oils so you were just talking about the type Mm -hmm. of palm Mm -hmm. the oil palm so for the first one is extracted from the flesh of the fruit and that's the palm oil Mm -hmm. and then the other one is from the seed or kernel and that's palm kernel oil yeah and you see that a lot in ingredient Mm -hmm. lists too you see both of those yeah and palm oil palm kernel oil and coconut oil are also called the the tropical oils. so those are all high in saturated fats of the three, palm oil has the least saturated fat at 50% compared to coconut oil, which is about 85% fat. Wow. Yeah. Wow. All right. So when all the hoopla around trans fats started in the early 2000s and the FDA required trans fats be listed on nutrition labels, it's crazy when I think about that kind of stuff because I remember when I was a kid and I was all into the dieting. You didn't even have calorie counts. You had no. to buy books. I know, right? <laughs> that had the calorie counts. And now everything is has to be labeled, and which is good. I mean, it's really good. But I'm mm-hmm. just saying how I'm more pointing out how things have changed. So when all the hoopla started around the uh, trans fats, that's when companies started looking for alternatives. And then you started seeing all these labels that said trans fat free. Well, yeah, how did they do it that? Was palm oil. That's right. Or palm kernel oil. That's exactly what they did. Okay. So, so this is bad for the environment, right? It's very bad for the environment. Okay. So the large majority, and by large majority, I mean about 85% of palm oil production occurs in Malaysia and Indonesia, where a huge amount of tropical forests and peatlands are destroyed to make way for these palm these oil palm plantations. Mm. So the, the World Wildlife Fund, and by the way, if you're new to this podcast, you should know that we always include links to our resources, just so you know. I mean, all of our regular listeners know that they can find all that stuff there. But if you're new, you may not know, so you might want to check it out. Um, on, the, on the show notes. On the show notes, right. Yeah. Sorry. So the World Wildlife, Wildlife Fund, WWF, not the World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe that too. Never know. Maybe they agree. Uh, says about 300 football fields of rainforest are cl- cleared every hour to make way for these palm plantations, these oil palm plantations. That's crazy, right? Think about the, that. That's 300 huge. Football, 300, 300 football every hour. fields. That's, how, is there, how is there that much? I mean... 
That's crazy. I double checked that stat too I know, because I when I saw you. it, first I saw it on one website and then I thought, you know what? I'm going to go to where they, this is the other research goes. Yeah. And I love it. I actually love it. You you love it too. Yeah. She's a anthropologist, archaeologist by education and she just <laughs> loves all that kind of stuff. But um, anyway, so I followed that thread and sure enough, it mm-hmm. is 300 football fields of, so it's not only are you destroying that much of the planet, rainforest, mm-hmm. right? But when you dis- when they these are destroyed these plantation or i'm sorry these rainforests they have they release carbon into oh. the atmosphere so it's it's methane methane is released into the atmosphere uh-huh. so isn't i mean that you're doing double yep, damage right, to, right. <laughs> to the planet right right it's like sheep farts yeah. sheep farts are are methane yeah, absolutely absolutely and I'm how sure they why destroy that's these a lot, here, except I just well, wanted to say sheep farts. How they destroy a lot of this is through burning. So the burning can continue for decades as these as these lands just continue to mm-hmm. decay over time. Right. Not to mention, we're not done there yet. If I like Rachel Maddow, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, they uh, the animals, all the animals that are displaced mm. or can't even survive. So we're talking about tigers, rhinos, and elephants, mm. uh, and orangutans. So the government data says that over 50,000 orangutans have already died in the last two decades due to deforestation. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, that's that's their habitat. They're not, they're not uh, no, adapted to No, where are they going to go? You can't, you can't uh, I don't think you could see a whole group of orangutans like uh, surviving in the plains. Or you know, yeah. I mean, they need the trees, they need the vegetation, and and when you when you kill that off, you yeah, that that's that's sad to think that all of the things that are affected by just this one crop, and not just the animals. We're not done yet. Here's Rachel Maddow and me, people. So according to the Union of Concerned Sci- Scientists, each year more than ten thousand deaths in Southeast Asia can be attributed to exposure to a haze that is created when these uh, rainforests are burned mm. and these these uh, plantations are built in this place. Wow. And we're not done yet. <laughs> Doing my own, Rachel. Um, there's also an issue with uh, human rights violations and uh, taking because a lot of times uh, these big corporations and uh, f- factory farms will steal land or un. un-, un- unlawfully take unlawfully is that a word uh illegally there you go take land from uh the the rightful landowners and then also use child labor to man these plantations that's right so is anything being done to stop this well the good news is first of all we're talking about it and a lot of people are starting to talk Mm -hmm. about it i don't think it's been as it's one of those things where people haven't been talking about it very much or as often as it need to needed to be but i in my research, I've seen that people are really picking up talking about this mm-hmm. because it's such a huge impact, negative impact on our planet. So there, there are some su- sustainable, blah, 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 <laughs> sustainable ways to produce palm oil. And groups, including the government, such as the Indonesian and Malaysian, where we just talked about, mm-hmm. produce the majority of the, the palm oil. They're getting involved. So, so that's good. Right. And so sustainable means... Uh, using production methods that will avoid depleting natural resources and uh, protecting animals, the the um, 
Yes. The animal animals to save their natural habitats. The bad news about this is that right now only about 17% of palm oil is considered sustainable. So, but hopefully that's going to be going up as awareness increases. Right. And in 2004, the Roundtable on Sustainable Palm Oil, RSPO, was formed to help establish global standards for sustainable palm oil. So here's what they say. This is what I found in their About Me page. It says, we, and I'm going to read, it's not that long. I'll read it. We are a not-for-profit that unites stakeholders from the seven sectors of the palm oil industry, oil palm producers, processors or traders, consumer goods manufacturers, retailers, investors and environmental and social non-government non-governmental organizations to develop and implement global standards for sustainable palm oil. The RSPO has developed a set of environmental and social criteria which companies must comply with in order to produce certified sustainable palm oil. So they have their own level of Mm. certification. Uh, When they are properly applied, these criteria can help to minimize the negative impact of palm oil cultivation on the environment and communities in palm oil producing regions. The RSPO has more than 3,000 members worldwide who represent all links along with palm oil... palm oil supply chain. They are committed to produce, source, and or use sustainable palm oil certified by the RSPO. And you know, I think that's the key in a lot of these things is that they're policing themselves. You know, as yeah. Instead of, of being having, you know, a bunch of government mandates that are saying, you have to do this, you have to meet this, you have to do that. They're policing themselves, they're taking it upon themselves to to create this group and um you know, be responsible to each other and to uh, the planet and to consumers. Yes, but the flip side of that. So there's a, there is a caveat uh-huh. that I found out in the research I was doing is that there are some who criticize this group as really being just kind of a front or this word uh, greenwashing. Greenwashing. I've never heard of never that. Heard of that. <laughs> so just to, in case you have not heard what this is, greenwashing means disinformation disseminated by an organization uh, so as to prevent an environmentally responsible public uh, image. Diabolical. Diabolical. So you want to... Uh, so you're, you're trying to give oh, the yeah, impression yeah. that you are... Oh, don't worry about something. it, guys. Yeah, we, we got all this. got it covered. Yeah. So you want to be careful of that. Now, I, again... So it's basically the, like George Costanza's The Human Fund. It's money for people. It's made up. It's, it's just it, well, something Well, no, not that, necessarily. I'm just saying that's one of the criticisms mm-hmm, that of it people could who be. say they're not necessarily doing what they need to do they're saying nope don't worry government don't no need for regulation here we're watching ourselves Mm. and we're certifying ourselves i'm not saying that's 100 percent accurate i'm just saying that's a caveat so you Mm. have to you can't let your guard down you don't want people to say to to throw you off by just saying that we've got it covered in other words because it's not necessarily uh, so here there are some things you can do though okay with all the things you have to watch out for now this is the thing when i read this i've got to be honest Oh, you guys know, those of you particularly who follow a plant-based lifestyle and are trying to eat healthier, there's GMOs, there's uh, trans fats, there's mm-hmm. uh, high fructose corn syrup, there's, what are all the things we've talked mm-hmm. about over the past five years? And I'm like, 
This is another thing I have to watch out for. I mean, there's for. animals in Jello. Uh, exactly. There's and marshmallows, right? right? That aren't Dandy's marshmallows, by the mm-hmm. way. Which I love Dandy's marshmallows. <laughs> yeah. it, so it can be overwhelming. It can be very overwhelming. But our philosophy has always been: take little steps. Mm-hmm. Don't overwhelm yourself. Don't feel the need to run out and look at your pantry and go, "What is everything that has balm oil in? I got to get rid of it." And then that leaves you with some lettuce. Right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you you got you got to kind of just. Take a step back and think, okay, now I've got some information that I can go with. What what can I do? What What is more legitimate? So, uh, or uh, more, uh, not legitimate. Um, uh, doable. Doable, thank you. <laughs> what, what, what can I do? All right. Let people, like the companies and the brands that you use, know that without complaining, mm-hmm. that... Any steps they take towards maybe like the, you notice that one of your favorite brands says no palm oil or sustainable palm oil or something like that, let them know you're paying attention Say to that. Thank you. Yeah. Right. Because that could cost them money and that an expense, but they're doing this because they're trying to listen to their consumers and they're trying, you know, right. let them well, know. And sometimes because they, they, need... hear, they hear a lot of complaints. Yeah. Right. You're going to complain to them when something goes wrong. Mm-hmm. But I think what we have to do a better job of as consumers, and we always talk about voting with your, do- with your dollars also vote with your positive comments because I right. think when they they're going to hear plenty from the people who complain that it went up by a nickel right <laughs> but yeah. that you if you know that they're taking steps to do the right thing and that's why it went up a nickel mm-hmm. say I'm glad to pay, pay a nickel right you know? and you know they can't ask about every single thing they can't it, it, it's it's going to be really hard for them to cover all their bases and ask well you know um this our our products have this ingredient is that okay you mm-hmm. know so it's important for consumers to let um manufacturers and com- these companies know what they want or what they don't want right along those lines also let your elected officials know what mm. is important to you i don't think a lot of people including us we don't write to our representatives enough uh, enough to let them know what things concern us mm-hmm. I- in general. A- again, I think that it's one thing to call and complain or to write a letter of complaint, but I think it's important that when you hear one of your representatives talk about saving the planet, climate change, that kind of thing, right. the importance of saving the rainforest, that you are telling them, yes, as one of your constituents, I am very happy to hear you talk about this. Right. right. That's really important. Right. Another point is look for, and again, I'm not going to take the cynical route and necessarily say that the RSPO the is is a good bad. Right. right. I'm in. Let's just default to it's a good organization. They really are trying to police themselves, uh, which I think would be ideal, mm-hmm. right? Because if the government is regulating. While I don't necessarily am against, I'm not against government regulation overall. Well, other things to do. Well, no, it's not just that. It's that I think that companies can go, just they just find ways. It becomes like a game for them to get around right. government regulations, right? And depending right. who's in office, this might be, uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's some that go more lax and then some that will, um, mm-hmm. you know, be more strict about this type of thing. I think if they are doing, really doing a, a good job in trying to police themselves, I think that's a real really good thing. And I'm going to mm-hmm. go with that when I say that look for products with the RSPO certified label. Mm-hmm. And again, we said there was only like 17% or something along those lines. But if you see that it's between two products and you happen to be just looking at something right. and it says RSPO certified, right? go with that. 
Give right. it a try. Right. Yeah. And the other option is um, if there are several different kinds of that product that you're looking for, just scan the labels and say, okay, maybe you can find one that doesn't have palm oil, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to one that does. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. So another thing you can do is head out to Rainforest Foundation uh, UK.org, and there's going to be a link in the show notes. And check out a PDF called Your Daily Routine Can Help the Rainforest. How it, Your Daily Routine. Oh, I'm sorry. How your, <laughs> how your Daily Routine Can Help the Rainforest. They have a page with best, cautious, and don't buy products. Oh, so this can helpful. help you out a little bit when you're making your selections in the grocery store. And again, don't overwhelm yourself with this. It was even overwhelming for me to see it. I'm thinking, okay, I have to run some kind of cross chart reference chart (laughs) to know, okay, well it's RSPO, but it's also GMO. Just little things, just one little thing, because you got to think if I'm doing one little thing, you're doing one little thing, you're doing one little thing. We all add up to one big thing. Mm -hmm. So, so don't overwhelm yourself, but uh, it is a good resource. I checked it out and I thought it was, very clear uh, and very helpful. Okay. And the good news is I should say about this list that they put together is that when I scan the products list, there are companies that you've heard of. Mm. What's discouraging sometimes to me is when I look at companies that you want to support, but maybe they're not in your region or you've never heard of them before. Uh, it was um, the, so the companies on the best buy list, in mm-hmm. other words, were things that you were companies that you're familiar with, okay. or most people are familiar with. So reward these companies with your business because right. I think that's they're trying to do the right thing. Right. So hopefully this episode has given you some insight into why palm oil is considered so harmful to our planet humans and to our animal friends again we again we really believe it's important not to go into information overload where you feel so overwhelmed that you just want to give up altogether i think a little step if you've gotten anything from this hopefully you know that just little steps like switching from one brand to another or emailing a company with your thoughts on their use of palm oil or decision to avoid it mm-hmm. will go a long way to help more more people move the needle, right? More right. companies move the needle. So look, look what it's done already for things like a plant-based lifestyle. I mean, you know, I just came across a post where it said that a good percentage of the UK has already moved to a vegan or a plant-based lifestyle. That's that's crazy, right? But I mean, that's awesome. You wouldn't have thought that just even ten years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Because where vegan plant-based lifestyle was considered more of a fringe, and now you're seeing a lot of vegetarian, vegan plant-based options in restaurants and all mm-hmm. that. Why? Because we are, we are, uh, we are impacting that right. as consumers, right? All right. Are we ready to move into the recipe of the week? Sure. So this week's recipe was uh, suggested in the Peas and Carrots Society by Bridget Linsek. And uh, she... What up, Bridget? What up, Bridget? So uh, she... This is funny. She posted the link to this recipe, and then she quoted her omnivorous boyfriend as saying, I hate how much I like this. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, it, it's so I it's, it's awesome that he could admit that too. Well, you know? what's great is that is the spirit of vegetarian Zen. It really is that that I whole hate how much whole I thing like this. because we always talk about you know, and when we formed the podcast five years ago, we said, look, let's not focus so much on all of the we know the bad of factory farming. We know the animal abuse that goes on. We're not burying our heads in the sand. 
but there needs to be a spectrum, I think, of, of how we get the message out. And we wanted to be more on the side of let's convince people with good food, mm-hmm. with, you know, with be more of the positive aspects of it. And this so captures yeah. this. So, so, yeah, I guess, so I guess I should say the recipe. Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Bridget's boyfriend hates how much he likes buffalo cauliflower, a buffalo cauliflower sandwich, which is vegan, yes. by the way. And she posted a picture, which was really good. I mean, it looked really good. Did she post a picture of her boyfriend going, I hate how much That was just the hands with the sandwich. Oh, (laughs) great. All right. All right. So the product that we want to promote this week isn't really so much a product, but it is a YouTube channel. And I am going to direct you guys to the World Wildlife Fun site. So make sure you type in World Wildlife Fun because if you type in WWF, you'll probably get the World Wrestling Federation <laughs> site, <laughs> the World Wildlife Fun site on and and their YouTube channel. So they have obviously they have a website. I'll link to and both they, of yeah, those. we'll link to both yeah. of those. And uh, so it says for 50 years, the World Wildlife Fund has been protecting the future of nature. The world's leading conservation organization, WWF, works in 100 countries and is supported by more than 1 million members in the United States and close to 5 million globally. Wow. WWF's unique way of working combines global reach with a foundation in science, involves action at every level from local to global, and ensures the delivery of innovation solutions that meet the needs of both people and nature. I just love their stuff. Right. And uh, again, as they're I was the ones doing- who send like all the envelopes with like the cute little uh, uh, address labels with animals on it, and then you know, and then ask for your support. So. Give them your support. You know, and I've got to be honest, I don't know that I've paid much attention to those in Mm-mm. the past, but I'm I going to now them. because now that I've been, <laughs> yeah. yeah, now that I've really been looking at their stuff, it really uh, makes a lot of sense to me. So mm-hmm. this is this is a really cool site. So check it out. And again, the YouTube channel is free, so you can just check out some of their videos there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the question this week is, have you given any thought to palm oil in the past? I, you know, before we started, we got this request to do this episode, I had not given it much thought again mm-hmm. it was one of those ingredients that i just kind of glossed over when i was looking at uh an ingredients list because so we're looking th- at so much other stuff right? oh exactly and this is why i said this can be overwhelming but it is certainly something that's going to start to pop out at me mm-hmm. as i start to look at uh, ingredients so is this something you thought about and if so have you made any buying decisions based on palm oil we'd love to know if you head out to vegetarianzen.com forward slash 251 you will find our podcast link with our show notes at the very bottom. And again, you're going to find all the resources to the pages that I use to do the research to put together this outline. You'll find the link for the recipe. You'll find a link to the recipe and to the question where you can post your comment or you can post a comment on our public-facing Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash vegetarianzen where we post every new episode when it comes out. Mm -hmm. Or why not join the wonderful... Peas and carrots. What up, guys? Peas and carrots. That's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash vegetarian zen. Make sure you answer the two questions that are there, please, because we want to let you in. But because we are so careful with our membership, we want to make sure that the people that we allow into this group are really have the same vibe as the other folks in the group. Again, we're just very positive, non judgy. We call this a no bully zone. Please make sure you answer the questions there. And we are happy to let you win. 
Hopefully I'll be back to talking soon. Every time I start to talk, I start to cough. So Yeah, it's rough. All right. I think that does it for our episode this week. Until next time. Peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.